your job is to get the lead. And then depending on how they convert on the back end, will determine if you're successful or not. You could set in the same lead to three different companies and two of them could cancel you and you did nothing wrong. And the, and the third one is just really good at follow-up and then you're going bangbusters with them and they're buying every lead you possibly can generate. I spent the last 17 years building my eight-figure performance business without using any of my own money, working with some of the most brilliant direct response marketers in the world today. Now I'm looking for entrepreneurs to join my affiliate army, built on ethics, transparency, and good old hard work. Join me to change the perception of how people view the greatest business in the world, affiliate marketing, and follow along as I learn, apply, and share performance marketing strategies working with some of the brightest people on the planet. My name is Eric Beer, and welcome to the Performance Marketer Podcast. David Stodelak, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Performance Marketer. <laughs> What's up, dude? I'm doing great, man. Good to see you. You too, pal. You too. Well, it's good to have you here. I'm excited to talk to you because you, uh, you're you one of the guys that uh, was a hustler who figured out how to, how to play in this, this lead gen world. You did a really good job of it and pretty much teaching yourself, right? With, yeah. with, with all the hustle. You and I were working together a long time ago. You were in the, uh, you were on the call center side, and then you uh, ultimately uh, hopped the fence, so to speak, into this whole lead gen world. But uh, that's awesome, man. Well, welcome. Tell me a little about you. What's up? You married? Uh, kids? Yeah, married. Got two kids, uh, two and a half year old. Actually, two years and four months he is right now. Nine year old daughter. And uh, they keep me busy. I mean, I, I travel a lot. You know, I'm I'm in South Carolina now in the call center, where uh, we're managing about 30 people here. And so I travel a lot between New Jersey and South Carolina. So yeah. that's where I'm at right now. But my wife is super supportive. It's very, uh, it's great to know how supportive she is of us. Uh, you know, building the business. And I'm very fortunate to be in that position. So she helps out where Love we can. You know, just Love very it. super supportive. That's so cool. Well, you and I, right? We 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 go back to where. A student loan company we both worked at, right? Yeah. And I was in the media side. And, you know, you went from this uh, focusing mainly on the call center side and you were amazing at it. you like, your personality, like top notch. You're like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. The energy you bring to the table is just the best, right? You were a serious closer. How'd you get over to Legion? Like, how, how did that all, how did that work? Give me the story of like how you were able to go from knowing nothing to be able to get into this Legion world mainly because I just want people to hear like it's possible. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good question. It's something that, I mean, if you had asked me, I don't know, many years ago, I, I didn't envision that, you know, life takes a lot of turns and circles, man. And all of a sudden, you know, you wind up in, in, in certain uh, uh, opportunities, certain points. So basically what happened was um, I, again, I got a big call center background, managed a lot of call centers and I, I was in South Carolina. Pretty, it's funny. So I'm ironic. I'm across the street from the call center that I, I, I came to in 2012 and um, uh, a bunch of guys we know got involved with some businesses here in South Carolina. They got into the energy business and they had a company that had about 500 employees, but only a half a dozen people in the call center. And they knew the call center was going to ha- have to grow to support all their, they're working with utility companies and they had these big contracts and they needed to field a lot of inbound calls. So uh, a buddy of mine and uh, a couple of people we know, Lee Schwartz is one of them, Brad Roberts, another one. They said, hey, we need someone to run the call center. You're the perfect guy to do this for us. So what happened was they brought me uh, down on April 2012. I saw the operation, decided to give it three months where I'd travel back and forth. 
And uh, before you know it, I was I moved moved to South Carolina and it was building a call center. We took it from four agents to a couple hundred agents within a year and a half. Wow. And uh, while I was there, um, I was just focused on that, growing that call center. It was really tough. I mean, a lot of ups and downs and a couple of times where I was like, man, what, what the hell am I doing? You know, I relocated all the way to South Carolina. It's like a different culture down here, but stuck with it, <laughs> started to do well, learn how to delegate. And uh, before you knew it, I had a, a good team, good supervisors, good managers, and I didn't even have to be there anymore. Back in, in 2016, uh, you know, there were periods of time where I was back in Jersey, I was checking out in the call center, maybe, you know, one hour a day and it was operating pretty well. And then yeah. during that period of time, I, it's funny because I, I was looking to start a business, right? And I have a buddy of mine that, um, I don't know, he told me about like lead brokering and he had a guy, uh, a guy who had a publisher who needed like salespeople, but he, he wanted to hire brokers like 1099. And then they said, listen, we, we got these student loan consolidation leads and we know about student loan consolidation, right? We're yeah. in that industry uh, from 2005 to 2007. I mean, the game changed a lot, but the bottom line was that he had leads at $20. He's like, they, they convert at 20% or whatever. And, you know, you could sell them at, you know, mark them up a dollar or two and it's going to work for everybody. So I said, like, hey, this doesn't sound that hard. So I remember I made one phone call. I didn't even know what to say. Something came from the top of my head. I talked to like the gatekeeper, <laughs> the secretary. She got me on with a buyer. He agreed to take some leads from me. And then uh, I gave him like a sample. And then a day later, he sent $2,000 for leads. I'm like, wow, that wasn't hard. You know, I just made... I don't know how much I made that day. I don't remember, but you know, and for about five minutes of effort, you know, I made a, a few hundred dollars. I'm like, man, this this is pretty interesting, you know. So anyway, that kind of got me hooked a little bit. And then um, I was learning about solar. You know, the call center I was consulting for was involved in the energy uh, industry, more with utilities and, and traditional electricity. But I yeah. knew a lot of salespeople that get into solar, and I'm like, you know what? Salespeople need leads. If I, if I can figure out from this one individual how to get solar leads, I can do the same thing. And, uh, you know, I always had a good reputation in the call center world. I always, you know, felt like I always did the right thing and people trusted me. And, and that's really what it comes down to. You know, I tell people the lead business is not a lead business. It's, it's really a relationship business. And at the end of the day, I think every business is a relationship business, but but oh, yeah. more so with leads because leads, uh, you know, so there's a lot of lead generators or, or people out there that are selling, you know, BS leads and gets a bad rap. But if you're, you're someone that does the right thing and you, you do the right thing by the client, it's going to come back to you. So anyway, make a long story short, I had a bunch of people that are getting involved in solar. All of a sudden, I'm like, hey, I, I got some solar leads or they come up to me with solar leads. And before you knew it, I'm, I'm selling solar leads. And um, I got involved in that in 2016. And I pretty much worked as a broker for one of the biggest uh, publishers in, in, in the world at the time. And man, we're doing seven figures in, in solar lead gen at the time uh, a month. Yeah, it was seven, seven figures of revenue a month. And uh, my deals, I was getting a piece of that. And then I saw it. I became, I, I loved the game. And, and I learned about the KPIs, the metrics, and um, became obsessed with it in a sense. And whereas, where I was able to start my own company, Solo Direct Marketing. And I just, it just, you know, a lot of ups and downs, but, you know, we started gaining a stride uh, like 2019. Uh, so much so we made Inc. 5,250 for 2020. We're going to hit again next year, back to back years. But that's how I got into it. You know, by someone told me about an opportunity, me wanting to have my own business, connecting some dots, and then, like I said, hustling, and then things fell into place. Boom. All right. Lot to cover here. So slow down. You're like, like a race car driver flying. All right. So for the people that are trying to follow you and understand yeah. the, 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 the genius in you, buddy which is so funny. I love listening to you talk like this because this is my world, right? This is so yeah. like, now you understand more of what I was doing when I was 
in media uh, all those years ago in 2005 and four, right? It's crazy. Cool. So you started, you started brokering, right? You said earlier, um, you got some student loan leads and just, just so you know, on the lead gen R side, there's, there's buyers and sellers, right? And in this scenario, what you were describing was you had some supply, you knew somebody that was already able to generate leads. So you started on the supply side, you had the lead distribution. Now you need to find a home for those leads, right? right. So in that case, you start to look around and prospect for all different kinds of student loan companies, go to Google, right? In you know, student loan companies, and then pick up the phone and, and hustle, right? Like find a buyer and explain to them, hey, I got some student loan leads. You can explain, you know, you talk to your buddy or whoever the supply guy is on how you're doing it. And then you send them some leads. And then if they are converting at 20%, right? You talk about the whole like back end and it works, then they're going to buy leads all day long. And ultimately right. that effort that you just put in for however long it took you, a day, two days, weeks, whatever, uh, is going to pay dividends for a very long time as long as that deal continues. Right. And you right. just kind of babysit that deal. So you can either just sit on that deal and, 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 you know, get a good tan at the beach, or you can go and find another buyer. Right. And then generate more leads. So that's kind of like the concept for anybody who's listening. Cause you know, Dave's a, Dave's the best man. He flies like, <laughs> right. And then on the flip side of that with your, then you got into solar, right. And solar, you went definitely more vertical, but in that scenario, you, you actually flipped. So, and, and we can, that's really where I want to focus with you on because I think this is where people struggle more. That first scenario is great. Like if you have a if you have leads already to find the buyers, if they're good leads, it's it's an easier play, right? It's harder to generate the leads. And right. you were now working with solar and now you're the buy side, right? So now you're tasked to do the opposite. You now you got to go out to the market and figure out how do I go and generate leads, right? How do I go and get leads? Which is a question I get all the time, right? And people I always try to explain to people like you don't you don't create traffic. Traffic's there, right? You're just getting in front of that traffic. And you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can buy traffic, right? You can go out and be the actual media buyer by a click on Google, by a click on 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 Facebook or native or whatever. Or you can ultimately play a middle like you're describing, right? The, like just media arbitrage, which I do all day long as well. I love it, right? You don't have to take any money out of your pocket. Like really, the biggest cost to you is your time. Right. And and the hustle and your energy to like go after it. That's the biggest yeah. cost. It's that's the asset, right? Take us through like when you have an offer, like a solar. So now you're you're like acting as like their external like media buyer to go find traffic and you're doing it like in the affiliate division to find supply, people that are going to generate leads, right? Like how do you go about doing that? How'd you figure out how to find good traffic that converts on the back end, right? You're working with the buyers. Yeah. So I I and you're right, you know. At the end of the day, the reason I love the lead business is because it's people need leads. I think you said that in your very first podcast. I mean, it's without leads, you can't operate a sales organization. That's yeah. that's, a, that's like oxygen or blood, you know, for for the body. So if you have good leads, I mean, you're 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 always going to have a business good compliant leads. So to make a long story short, what happened was, I mean, I just did the old school route. I, I knew there was lead conferences. I'd go to lead conferences like LeadsCon, things like that, and then. I was network. I'd connect. I'd ask questions. I I, I talk to people. I talk to publishers. You know what, what kind of leads do you have? You know I'm looking for solo leads or I'm looking for mortgage leads or Windows leads, whatever that it is that I that I needed. And um, to take it a step further, you know I would use social media. I'd be part of some groups, uh, you know WhatsApp groups or Facebook groups where you have media buyers in there. So I would I would I I was pretty adept 
a lot of it has, has to do with, you know, knowing people, reading people. And at the end of the day, you know, money talks, BS walks, right? But you, you do a <laughs> test. If you think somebody makes sense, if you start asking the questions, you know, what kind of like solar, the, the big metric is appointment set rate. You Appointment set rates on, on Facebook leads or high intent leads range anywhere from 10 to 30%. The higher you are in that range, the more valuable your lead is. Because at the end of the day, the more people that actually set an appointment means more people you're going to sit with, pitch the deal, and then get, get a sale out of it. It's all correlated, right? So exactly. what they would say- That was you what you're saying earlier with the KPIs, right? Correct. The KPIs, yes. Going back to the KPIs. So at the end of the day, if someone says, hey, I'm, I'm at 30%, I'm like, okay, you know what? We'll do a test. We'll spend, uh, we'll do a thousand to $3,000 and we'll see if they're actually, you know, they fall in line. And truth be told, if you do that, you're, you're probably going to, out of 10 people you test, maybe one or two out of 10 are actually going to hit those numbers. So you, you, you minimize your loss, right? That you minimize the risk that you take on the people that don't work. And when you find people that work, then you press the gas, like any other business, you know, you scale it yes. with, with them and you go from, you know, uh, two, $3,000 initial spend, you do another test for maybe $5,000 to see if it backs out again, then maybe you do it a third time to make sure it wasn't a fluke. And if that works, then you, then you take the rails off a little bit. You, 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 the guardrails off a little bit where you go to like, I don't know, uh, you know, 20 a day, 30 a day, 50 a day. And you keep, you got to watch it. You got to really have, you got to watch it yourself in the beginning. That's where I spent my time in. I spent my time, you know, looking at the metrics to make sure that it was working for the client. It all comes down to the client. If it's not working for the client, it's not going to, you're out of business. So I would look with solar is very uh, fragmented in the sense that there's really no nationwide campaigns. Each state has different, you know, policies for solar. Some states you can lease, you can finance. So that affects the metrics. There's some income requirements in certain states. So I had a client where we started, we were going doing business for a month. They were doing terrible in Oklahoma, but doing great in Arkansas. I'm like, guys, I'm going to pause our Oklahoma for you. And they were like shocked that I was doing that for them. Because I, I don't want them to throw bad money. I mean, good money after bad, after bad money. You know, so I said, focus on, we'll focus on Arkansas. We'll turn off Oklahoma. They love that I did that because no one ever did something like that for them. I'm looking out for the best interest, you know, so they love that I did that for them. And then it, it turned out that it wasn't the lead. Two months later, it was something with they hired a new sales rep in Oklahoma, outside sales rep. They told me to turn it back on and it was working again. But they appreciated that honesty that I'm just not, you know, selling them leads one time and then forgetting about them. Like you got to be in the weeds and look at the numbers to make sure that it's working. So go to make a long story short, you know, it, it starts, you you find the, the publishers, you got to go to the conferences, you got to network. You'll get referrals. You pay them on time. If they send you an invoice, you pay right away. They love that. Cash flow is everything in business. So, you know, you treat them right. And once you find the ones that work, you scale them and you grow with them and everybody wins. Yeah, I love it. You said so many good things in there that I just want to like re reiterate because there's a lot, right? But just simple like KPI, right? What you're yeah. talking about, key performance indicator. That's, you know, what are you... What is your goal at the end of the day, right? And your your goal here when you're going out and buying leads for your job is to set an appointment, right? You're generating a lead, but then that lead needs to turn into an appointment. And then that's the back end where then if the guy goes on you know, an appointment, you're gonna, you know you're gonna close a percentage of them if the if the traffic's good, right? And then that yields X amount of revenue. And then that kind of you reverse engineer it, that's how you figure how much you can pay per lead. What I loved. Testing traffic, yes, no doubt. That's a hundred percent. Like you said, if you test 10 and one works, that one pays for all the other nine that you just lost in in like a week, 
right? But then ideally, if you continue to replicate that over a six month or 12 month period, if you get one winner, then you have six to 12 real media buyers, real traffic, real supply that's generating a ridiculous amount of traffic for you. And that's how the business starts to scale. But no doubt you said the back end of has to work, right? And I always say that like when when we're arbitraging media, I actually think there's four people in the equation and all four people need to win for it to make sense, right? And like you described, the back end, the buyer has to, it has to work for, right? The person that's actually purchasing the leads, then the person that's actually generating the leads that now you're going and talking to, right? Is the publisher. You have to make money as the guy in the middle and the customer has to be happy, right? And when those four things align, you have a, you have a bang business. Like it works. Yeah. If one of those aren't working, then the business falls apart, right? It's 100%. like it's like having like a leak in in your bucket with water. And if you know three out of four are working, somebody's not winning. It's gonna it's gonna end at some point, right? Yeah. If you're not making money, you're like, dude, I, I, it just doesn't work for me, right? Yeah. If if the pub's losing money, he's not going to be running the traffic. But like. How do you find all these publishers? Like, how do you find the high quality traffic? Like, so people thinking about arbitraging any sort of lead gen. Like, what's the what's the process? And you're you hustle more than anybody. You have more energy. So, you know, God bless you. Like everything you have and and what you've earned is is just it's not luck. It's just hard work. Like, I know your work ethic. I've I've seen it. I've been around it. So, like, you know, congratulations to that. You know, I'm not surprised that you're successful and I'm not surprised you're going to be super successful with just because you want it. Right. And you go after it. And that's, you know, the belief that you can do it is all you need. But so when you're hustling and prospecting and maybe you're not doing it as much as when you first started, now you have guys working with you. Like, how do you go out and find supply? You're working on solar. You know that you're looking for someone that owns a home that now is interested in putting solar on top of their roof. So that they can save on energy. So like all the benefits of that, blah, 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 blah. Right. And how do you go and find the people that are generating those leads? There is luck involved, but the harder you work, the luckier you get. And, and there's no question about it. I mean, I, I, I worked like crazy and, uh, and I, I enjoy it. It's, it's a passion of mine. You know, I, li- I like, I like people. I like working with people. I like creating win-wins. So I think that just, that, that just helps me. People feel that. And they, and when your actions correspond with that, and you say, yeah. I pay on time and you pay on, you actually deliver. They love it. So with that being said, I traveled a lot in the very beginning. I still do to this day, but from 2017 to 2020, I was all over the map, man. And, uh, you know, I, I went to Thailand to a conference. I went to Spain. I went places other people wouldn't go, you know, and yeah. that's what you got to do. If you're looking the same place everyone else is looking, you're going to get the same results. So I would find about the find out about these off the wall conferences that you know maybe these emerging publishers were at. It's, it's almost like I, I heard you t- not to go off subject. I hear you talking about crypto, where like you know if you go buy a, a, something on Binance, you buy it on like, like crypto.com or one of these, you know, or Binance.us. It's, it's a lot harder to buy a coin than it is on Coinbase. But then if you can get it there before it goes on Coinbase, it blows up, right? So it's the same thing. You gotta you gotta you gotta go go under the XRP. radar. XRP. XRP, XRP, XRP. But you just what you just said. You said you can't buy it, right? But okay, there's got to be a place, and I got to find. <laughs> That's exactly right. But All you right. just said I, I read your. It, yeah, it got delisted from Coinbase, right? You can go buy it. You like, like for example, QCoin. Uh, yeah. You can go buy it, wow, and okay. when okay. it gets listed on Coinbase, it's going to explode. 
but the SEC lawsuit has to end. But yeah, okay. I'm a cool. yeah. By the way, no one, if anybody invests in that, it's on you. No We're not advice. financial advisors, no financial advice, but <laughs> I'm I'm going big on it. I'm in XRP, I baby. Uh, I'm going too, man. I'm a believer. But but that but that goes back to the point is that you gotta get and go where other people aren't looking. You gotta be able to get access to what they don't have access to. And the thing is that if you could form those relationships early, those partnerships early with those publishers. And they're going to be loyal to you because at the end of the day, they're winning. It's a win-win. You know, you're, you're, they're making money with you. They're growing. You're growing together is what it comes down to. So I think the, all that travel and then- At the conferences. You know, so you're going like, you you recommend if people want to do it to travel and go to these conferences and, yeah. and just meet people. But like when you're doing it, you're like a social guy, right? Yeah. And there are people that are introverted that are yeah. like, they're just not like you. They're not willing to walk up. Like you will walk up to anybody and say, hello, right? Yep. There are people that won't do that, right? That's that's a scary thing, and you know, I I know people that aren't like that, right? And I know people listening are like, oh man, I can't do that, I'm out, right? Yeah. But there's other ways for you to meet them, right? If you do research ahead of time and you know who's going, if you kind of dial in on like the people going and and the follow up and things of that nature, right? And like, do you have any recommendations for any other way you could do it? Yeah. So uh, I saw uh, Jesse Isler has a. He had a program last year I went to in Georgia and he, he talks about, you know, he talks about his secrets to success, things that he did. He has some amazing stories. I recommend anybody follow him on Instagram. Um, I think it's can't BYLR, build your life resume. He's, he's got a lot of good things going on, but he, he mentioned uh, something that he, he does. Like he calls them like daily vitamins or daily habits that we do. I think Gary Vanderchuk says this as well, but one of the things he recommends doing is, is landing him a lot of businesses that you got to go on like the DMs. You got to go, if you're on Instagram or Facebook, just DM people, DM people you want to get in touch with. And if you do say a hundred DMs a day to celebrities, influencers, whatever, it's everything's a numbers game in life. You know, maybe you get 1%, 2% or whatever. So maybe, you know, you don't, you're not good face to face. And I think that's happening a lot. I feel like things are changing a lot. You hear about the metaverse and all this stuff. I feel like a lot of this social skills are going to be like old school. So what's going to happen, a lot more people are going to be reliant on, you know, it's just DMing. Some people don't even want to talk anymore on the phone. They just want to DM and text all day. So the point is, there's things you can do that you can use the technology to, to your advantage. You could you could DM people. You could, you know, you, you find an author of uh, a, a publisher that has a blog or got interviewed somewhere and then just hit them up, hit them, send them an yeah. email, hit, hit them up on, on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and do whatever you can and just stay persistent. But everything's a numbers game at the end of the day. Sales. Do you find game. that when you're when you're out there and you're getting traffic, and you're testing media, do you find that there's different quality of traffic from different sources? 100%. Is there something that you're dialing on? Like, speak to that a little bit. Like, yeah, do you no, buy I, Facebook? Like, do you actually buy Facebook traffic? Or are you going to find people that are buying the Facebook traffic? We do both. We, we buy it ourselves. We have an internal team and we have uh, uh, publishers. You know, most of it is from publishers. We have some publishers that we've been working with for five, six years that are phenomenal. So, but we have our own internal as well. And, and the, the, we get limited volume there. So when we need more volume, we go external. But to, to answer your question, yeah, when it comes to solar, we have some clients that buy every type of lead that we have, whether it's a, a survey co-registration path lead, which is much lower intent and maybe converts at 1%. That's more for the, the bigger call centers that have 50 plus agents to hundreds of agents. They got to keep the dialer, the dialer going. We have those leads. We have age leads you know, under, under 60 days, under 45 days, under 90 days. We have the real time high intent leads. We have live transfers out of our call center as well. If there's in solar is probably five or six type of leads. We have some clients that take every single one of those leads from us because they can, yeah. you know, or other clients 
it, you know, we, we have some clients, I'll give you an example, same territory, same lead type, Facebook lead. One client gets a 30% appointment set rate. Client B gets 10%. And I always say, it's not the lead. It's got to be the way they're processed. And when we talk to them, we find out, hey, they're not calling the client A is calling that lead within seven seconds. They're hitting So when we understand that, yeah, yeah, totally. The time of, of doing it. But just so when you're doing that, the sales cycle of that, because that's a really good point. Like lead gen, your job is to get the lead. And then depending on how they convert on the back end, will determine if you're successful or not. You could set in Correct. the same lead to three different companies and two of them could cancel you and you did nothing wrong. And, and the third one is just really good at follow-up and then you're going bangbusters with them and they're buying every lead you possibly can generate. So yeah, that does happen, you know, and it is what it is. That's just the piece of the business. But so just kind of explain to people, like if they were to go out, right, you go out, you find somebody who's generating traffic for you. Let's pretend like you're not buying media. You don't know how to buy media. You're new, right? So you go and you find somebody you're like, Hey, I want to generate solar leads. You generate solar leads. They're coming to either you to a form that you have mm -hmm. that they're going to sign up. And then that lead goes in your database or, you know, someone will post something to you on like some sort of like host and post. And then you're not the one dialing, right? And setting up the appointment. You're just getting somebody to raise their hand saying, I'm interested in solar that then goes into a call center or in any scenario, like not that maybe you are dialing like in, in the scenario, but you know what I'm saying? Like if someone were to do it just so they understand when like the, the KPI is to set an appointment, but mm -hmm. you're generating the lead that's going to go into a call room that the buy side controls and then they're dialing on that lead and then they're setting the appointment, right? Correct. That's for the most part. And then we have a call center too that buys a lot of the lower intent co-registration leads as well. So we'll, in that case, we're dialing on it and we're setting it, we're warming it up and setting it as a transfer as well. But to, to you're doing a call of some sort, right? Yeah. So you're so dialing and then getting them interested. Yes. And then you transfer it in real time to the closers, right? Correct. Yeah. But for the, yeah. the bulk of what we do is scenario A. And, and that's how we started the business was, you know, with us finding the home for those leads. Exactly. So, yeah. So I just wanted people to understand that, like, if you were to do this, right, if you wanted to start and do some lead gen arb, you don't need any money, right? You don't, you, you need hustle. You need to figure out, you know, get some supply. You need to have a buyer. Like you're not, you don't need a call center. You don't need to be qualifying those leads. They're going to do that for you. They're going to book those appointments. If you get a good quality lead, you could be in business tomorrow, right? That's the beauty of this business, right? Is it's recession proof. As long as one company needs a lead, you can always find a way to generate some revenue for yourself. That's why I love this business, man, is Me that too. it's just, yeah. there's just so much opportunity at any time, you know, and it's just, you know, you do it for people, you do it for yourself. The fact that you did it in, in such a short period of time too, right? I just love it, man. I, I love your hustle. I love what you're all about. What do you see for the future? Like, are you focusing still on solar? Or are you looking to diversify? Oh yeah, no, we're in the, I appreciate those kind of words. And just to say too, I mean, you are an inspiration too, seeing your, your growth. I mean, the, you know, when you see people, we, we, we were together in our, you know, ED, right? At what, 2000 yeah. Educational Direct. Now, so people don't think we have uh, the other ED. <laughs> but from 2005 to 2007, right? We're, <laughs> we were there and then, you know, you know, you, you at UMP, man, you, you you grew that tremendously. I've been to your office. I've seen what you've done. So yeah. I see stuff like Thank that. You. Yeah, it goes to show you that it is possible, right? And I always yeah, believe- all yeah, if someone can do it, you know, why can't I do it? Especially if you have the determination and that desire and that, pers that persistence. So so um, with that being said, I agree. But go going back to your, your your question, I'm a firm believer in having multiple streams of income, multiple revenue streams, and, and solar has been good. I think it's going to continue to be good, especially with the, the government policies and wanting to reduce carbon footprint. So I think it's going to 
be kind of uh, in a sense, kind of like evergreen. I think we're going to continue to do well there, but I don't want to just, you know, depend on that. So uh, we have a DBA we started called Senior Direct Marketing that we started uh, earlier this year. We did pretty well with uh, Medicare calls in starting like around May and open enrollment was pretty decent for us. Uh, yeah. So we're going to be doing a lot more work with that. I think next year is going to be phenomenal. I got a good uh, someone on my team that's just taking that by the the, 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 the taking the ball and run with it. Nice. So that's going to be good. Uh, and that's well, great. I generate I generate some Medicare leads for let's, some people. There you go. See, this is yeah. the beauty of the business. It's so simple. I know. But this Thank is example so how you could this is how I grew how we grew so much. The solar direct is partnerships, right? We we have we, someone would refer me to somebody, or they say, "Oh, you do this, I do this too," and then bam! Before you know it, one plus one equals ten. Yeah. You know, and and with you, I, you've been doing this so long, so the odds of it working there is extremely high, rather than someone yeah. that I never worked with. So that's that's how this is how the, yeah. this is exactly how it works. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's yeah. A, it's a simple it's simple boom relationships so, are huge right it's, that's what it's all about so relationships but to go back so we got that going on and then we're doing a lot I was I just came from Miami last week I was at a, a crypto NFT conference and I'm a big believer in the blockchain and um, I want to there's a there's a we're doing some NFT marketing we partner up with someone that's a big NFT influencer and he's helped he's actually helped sell out three or four different NFT projects he's kind of got the secret sauce to that. So we're creating a sales division with them. We actually are working very slowly on it. We just got a, a deal last week on it. And uh, I want to grow that out. And I also want to nice. do a lot more crypto related stuff. So I'm always looking at what's the next thing. I like trends. Um, I know you know Ronnie really well. Ronnie RST, he gave me a book back in 2005 talking about micro trends. And um, I've always been, always, yeah, I know me too. <laughs> but I, I, I always, well, always interested okay. in the future. I don't know about the, you know, I'm always like curious what's what's going to happen in the future. I want to be kind of like ahead of the curve. I want to ride waves, right? So I felt like in 2015, 2016, I saw renewable energy solar as a wave and, and I got to ride that a bit. And I think that, you know, blockchain crypto is going to be a big wave. It's going to dis disrupt uh, in, in a lot of good ways, you know, our, our society. Oh, yeah. So I agree. I'm, I'm a that as well. big investor yeah. there. Yeah. Huge investor. I got, um, I'm big. I love it. I totally agree. So I'm with you. Well, dude, I appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy. Appreciate you coming yeah. on and, and sharing some of your genius. Uh, keep hustling. Keep killing it. And uh, yeah, man, I'll be looking out for those videos of you uh, traveling the world with your wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Good, good to talk to. And um, hope some, you know, a lot of your audience get some value out of this and be glad to help out any way I can. Awesome. All yeah. right. David Stodelak. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah. Later, bro. Would you like to learn how I built my business using other people's money? If so, then go join my 21-day challenge at PerformanceMarketerSecrets.com. I look forward to meeting you and welcoming you into my family. And remember, results don't lie, but the people who don't have any do. Thanks for listening.